and welcome back to the Sports Couch Podcast with your hosts, Nick, Matt, and Chris. We appreciate you tuning in again for episode five. Season one has Nick with two wins, Chris with two wins, and Matt with zero wins. Another six questions we have here. Um, we're going to get right into it this week. Uh, first question, I'm going to have Matt and Chris take a seat on the couch. Um, and the first question will be, what are the keys to the Yankees' success in getting back to the World Series this season? And Nick, would you mind now listing off the other five questions for the listeners then, so they know what's coming? Sure. What's coming is uh, what are your new Final Four picks, uh, favorite NBA deadline trade, and why? What, the, what should the Jets do with the number two overall pick? Who, is the, uh, who are the favorites to win the Western Conference? And who, besides the Nets, can win the East? Uh, so, Matt, you are on the couch, and your minute starts now. Well, I think that, um, you know, the keys to the Yankees' success is the pitching. Um, I think if you're a Yankees fan, if you're a baseball fan, the last couple of years, you know, we have uh, arguably the best closer in the decade um, in the game right now in Aroldis Chapman. And, you know, he – What? He choked. You having a problem, Chris? With Chapman? Are you Chapman? How, how is he the best closer in the game? In my he opinion, blows it every time. In my opinion, my Chapman, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. In my get opinion, you, Chapman, yeah, Chapman is, is is the best closer in the game. And yes, he's had moments where he choked, but guys were hitting fucking trash cans too, if you remember. Okay, so it's not all on him. Okay, we had cheaters with with Houston. So I Rays think were hitting if, trash cans. No, the Rays were not hitting trash cans, okay? The Rays pulled it together. Are you going to let me go here, Chris? I mean, really. It was stopped the musical out there. I, I, I mean, really. But I think Herman is back. You know, he had, a, I think, 2.25 ERA with 17 starts before he got suspended. Um, Chad Green is great. If Kluber shows up, he's going to be fantastic. I think the Yankees' key is their pitching. And, yes, it's been their Achilles heel the last couple of years. But we have such talent. That just because he hasn't gotten it done in the clutch, Chapman, doesn't mean that he's not the best closer in the game and doesn't mean he can't show up. He won a World Series being the best closer in the game before he came to the Yankees. Okay. Right, so we have for you. In that world, so, that's, all we, that's all we have for you. So um, it's it's Matt, the pitching. That's it. That's it. Um, all right. So, Chris, Matt well, mentioned the pitching being Chris. imperative. Yeah. Matt mentioned uh, pitching being imperative to a run this year for the New York Yankees. Can you point to any particular – uh, other facet of the game or or player oh that is important you know uh, to the Yankee success. The the Yankee success, all it comes down to is staying healthy. They haven't stayed healthy since Aaron Judge has been on the team. Are you kidding me? Every they they sign they trade for this Gina Carlo Stanton dude and he's played like 15 games since they got him. It's ridiculous. They gotta stay healthy. It's healthy, healthy, healthy. Doesn't matter who you got on the team. Doesn't matter who's pitching. If you're not healthy when it matters. What do you mean it doesn't it's, matter it's who's pitching? Well, it matters then because then you need a deeper well, team. Right? Do they are they? That's deep what I'm saying. Exactly. In the rotation, they're you not went in the rotation. They're not. The Rays enough. had the best pitching in the league last year, and that's why they didn't beat. But them. the Yankees were hurt all year, and they come back in the playoffs and look like they've been hurt all year, okay. every year. You can't argue that they don't get hurt every every time. I'm not arguing. But think that. about it. they. They, you can't say won, that. If, that the they won 100 game. games with their minor league team two years ago, and then everybody came back and they blew it against the Sox in the first round. So it's like, 
But it, it is. It, it comes down to the pitching, too, because it comes down to Garrett Cole's got to stay healthy again. That'll be huge. If Kluber comes back, he's one of the best pitchers in the game. Just two years ago, he was. Not last year, but All two right. years ago, I think he won 18 games in the Cy Young. And they need that James Tallian dude to show up. He throws gas, 100 miles an hour. And they need Severino to come back healthy. Yeah, Chapman throws 102. That's, that's the key. All right. The key, so I'll... The key is going to be Severino, honestly. Good points. That's all we got for you. Um, so, Matt, you know, out, you guys both mentioned pitching in the rotation and health. Anything else that you can mention um, outside of the, those uh, items that is imperative to the Yankee success? Um, also, Aaron Judge being who Aaron Judge needs to be because I love Aaron Judge. He has so much potential, but I'm going to be honest, injury or not, he has not played at the level he needs to play at in the postseason. We need him to be Aaron Judge. We need him to be the second coming of Derek Jeter. We need that. We need him to be who he needs to be. And if he's not, we're not going to win. And also the pitching, but Aaron Judge. Secondarily, unfortunately, we cannot rely on Gary Sanchez. The guy is a horrific defensive player. And yes, he hits home runs in the regular season, but we need to get Hashioka and we need to get somebody else behind the plate catching um, because we saw him blow it against uh, Houston to go to the World Series in 2017 when he missed that tag at the plate. And I'll never get over that. Never get over that. Um, so if we had someone else behind the plate, we would have gone to the World Series and won that year. So it's all Aaron right. Judge showing up. That's all we got for you. It's Aaron so, Judge showing final up comments. And moving on from Sanchez. All right, good points. Uh, Chris, final comments? I mean, you said Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is not – can't be anything like Jeter. It's not – it's already too late. He's not he, – No, it's not. He's been hurt too much. He, but the, the, I think, honestly, the, the main person who needs to show up who's getting paid to show up already is Giancarlo Stanton. He needs to. He's getting paid forty million dollars a year to sit on the IL. He is the best player on the Yankees when he's healthy. The best hitter hits for the best average, most home runs. Can't, can't say best player when he doesn't play defense. He's better than Aaron Judge <laughs> at hitting. He's the best hitter. All right, best hitter on the team. Yeah, he's that's better. John Carlos Stanton. That's the key. Stanton staying healthy is the key to the Yankees winning the World Series. He's got to swing the fucking bat. That's what he has to do. Right. Yeah, he's got to be healthy. Good it's points healthy. here, guys. All comes to... down to health. He was healthy in 2018 when he didn't swing the bat. He struck out looking. Swing the he bat. He played 40. How many games did he play in the regular 2019, season? 2019. I'm sorry. Hmm? Well, great. Uh, good. Good conversation here. Very close. Um, you know, you guys both mentioned uh, the uh, importance of the rotation. You both mentioned the importance of the. Uh, major players on the team um, and the um, and staying healthy. But I think Chris's comments on Stanton, you know, how important that is, how imperative that uh, his performance is to the Yankees' success. We know Judge has to show up and we know he will, but, you know, Stanton's another story. We do story, not so. know that he will. We do not know that he will. I think he, he will. So I'm going to give Chris this one very close here. Could have gone either way. Um, but the those last comments, I think, won it for him. A uh, good good debate here. Stan Obviously, hit three hundred in the playoffs some... last year. Stan hit six home runs, thirteen RBIs, and hit three hundred in the playoffs last year. He's the best hitter on the Yankees. My fault, Nick. Not the best player. Right He's not the best player. He's the Yankees. best hitter. All right, so yeah, we're yeah, gonna the best have Gary Cole. We're gonna be moving on here. 
Well, last, the last point I'll make just for Yankee fans out there, Higashioka needs to be behind catching. Please. If right, you so have any so sense, hit put him there. So we can hit 115 for the regular season? He's a better defensive player. Twice on I just want to get into something before I pick my next question. I want to talk about West Virginia versus Syracuse, who I predicted right, and both of you guys got wrong. But I love it. They lost. You know I had to rub that. UConn lost in the first round, too. Every zone's tough. No, but we also saw that when you have big guys guys who can dunk and can back guys down and make backdoor cuts, the zone doesn't work. So they got what they deserved. That's why that's why um, Bobby's not in the Hall of Fame over there, Huggy. He'll he'll get there. Okay. Anyway, Chris, what are you what are you doing uh, (laughs) the next question here? Okay, let me think. So the next question I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put both of you guys on the couch, and I'm gonna go with what should the Jets do with the number two pick and why. I'm gonna let Matt go first. Since Nick might yes. have a little more knowledge on this. Yes. No, I'm going to have more knowledge. I want this question badly. Thank you for picking me. The New York Jets with the second pick need to select Zach Wilson. Why? They got a new coach, coordinator, running back, wide receiver, better line. It's a new era in the Jets. When the 49ers are calling to get a higher pick and the Jets say, no, we don't want to give you the pick. They're picking Zach Wilson. They're going to move Donald the night of the draft. That's what they need to do, or a couple days before. No evidence the 49ers called. They called. They got the third pick. That they called. I mean, really, they inquired. But the Jets need to select Zach Wilson. Whether or not they move Donald, have Zach Wilson on the back burner so that they can put him in if Donald sucks after five weeks and then start him. And here's the thing. Donald's value has already gone down. So even if he does poorly in the first five weeks, his value is going to be down if you bench him. But even if you move on from him right away, I think the value is the same. If you keep Darnold on the bench, start this new guy. Again, you're going to have opportunity to have a new guy with a new offense, with a new team. And I think that even if you decide to start Darnold, you have a backup plan. And unless you suck consistently, you are not going to get the number two pick. So if the future of the Jets is you want to win, you need to use this pick and you use it for the best available player at the time, which is Zach Wilson. All right. Um, I just I just want to say I want to make a comment before I let Nick go here. So with the Jets, how many times can you do the same thing over? You know what the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yeah, that would be starting that's the Jets. That's the Jets. That's the Jets. That would be starting you know, drafting another quarterback getting another head coach. Where's the consistency in this organization? If, if you're going to draft, if they're going to draft another quarterback, they got to, um, they actually have to give him a chance and put talent around him, mm-hmm. give him mm-hmm. a chance to be good. Well, I feel I like they're going to give Darnold a chance, but all right, I would Nick, agree. I'm going to let you go. Yeah, I would agree, Chris, with that. You know, they didn't, you know, they underestimated the talent of Robbie Anderson. They let him walk in free agency. That was the only target Darnold ever had. He never really had a very good supporting cast. And I, I know he's had trouble. With, he's had bad coaching. Um, you know, I know he hasn't been able to progress. He doesn't go through his reads very quickly. He makes poor decisions. His TV turnover ratio is down. You know, but you got to feel bad for the guy. He never really had a supporting cast. I like what the Jets are doing. Signing Corey Davis, signing Keelan Cole, Tevin Coleman. 
You know, um, they're going to add to the offensive line in the draft, probably add another playmaker in the draft, running back and receiver. So you're right, Chris. I mean, this organization hasn't done the right thing for so many times, and they've reset, you know, gotten a new quarterback every, you know, four or five years. And now this would be, you know, uh, if Darnold stays, it would be his fourth year, right? And three years ago, they, they drafted a quarterback in the, in the top three picks. So it would stink, you know, having to do that again. But where they're at now, if they, you know, Robert Sala, Robert Sala and, and, and um, you know, Joe Douglas, they want to get their guy. They want to reset the – it comes down to money too. It would be cheaper to get a brand-new quarterback. I'm not, I don't know if I'm sold on Zach Wilson, but a Zach Wilson or a uh, Justin Fields I'd be okay with. It's time to move on, give Darnold a fresh scenery, and just, you know, go our separate ways. But it is difficult because now you look, if, it, if Darnold goes and it's traded for a fourth-round pick, and succeeds in somewhere like Carolina or Chicago, he won't. This is gonna. This is a defining moment for Joe Douglas and the Jets. Good. But uh, no, I, I agree. It's definitely the defining moment for for this particular group with the Jets. The GM, who's the Joe Douglas is the GM. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely their time. They're definitely it definitely seems like they're making better decisions than the. GM in the past. And, and Chris, this GM, this GM not just this, throwing this, big contracts at people and all this, this guy helped bring you. together that um Eagles team that that won it all. And this guy um Chris, he didn't draft he, he didn't draft Darnold. So that's not his guy. Yeah. No, I, so, I get it. And can I, I get my 30 seconds my, here, Chris? No, you will. I, I just want I just want to respond to Nick real quick. My my thing with the uh with the re like the with the both of you honestly with the reset the, you, they got to give everybody an actual chance this time. They can't get Zach Wilson, have them be terrible this year, fire their coach again, blame. You I know agree. What I mean? They got to keep. Yeah, I think you got to keep. You got to keep the coach no matter how this season goes. I agree. And you got to keep him for. You got to give him three, four. You got to give the whole rookie contract to the same coach. In the same, Here's you know what I mean. Keep everything the same, and then if it and doesn't work in four years, you can reset again. And here's the thing, so, Chris. Bingo, Nick. I mean, Matt. Here's your th- we we were never going to win with Adam Gase anyway. That was a horrible hire. So I, I think this guy is kind of a proven winner. He, you know, he he was coaching a team that went to the Super Bowl. Uh, yes, he wasn't head coaching, but he was still coaching. And uh, uh, he's you a know, players coach. They he's a players play coach. They people love to play for him. But here's something else that I hope brings home the win for me that we got to remember. <clears throat> we get so caught up in the players and the games and you know winning. But this is someone's livelihood and their job. And Joe Douglas, he's if he makes a poor decision, he's going to lose his job. And then and then the Jets are right back in that rhythm, Chris, that you're talking about. So stop thinking for a second about Darnold and what's good for Darnold, what's good for the team. Joe Douglas is also thinking about himself. And if he makes the wrong move here and the Jets suck with Sam Darnold starting and he could have taken Zach Wilson, that guy loses his job and the Jets are in a shithole like they've been for a long time. Okay, so so Nick. Going off of that, I know, I know, I don't know exactly. If, so you, if you want the quarterback or this or that, but um, what would be like if you were to keep Darnold? Where would you want to see them go with the pick? Maybe if you give us kind of a different perspective on just taking a quarterback. Well, you, well, you look at what the, you're giving them a softball. You you look at what the four. I was going to mention this anyway. You, you look at what the 49ers did trading up to number three, right? They know, in my opinion, that they know Jets are going to take a quarterback. At least they think that they are. So they couldn't come to terms. I'm sure, um, you know, Joe Douglas wanted a lot for that pick. 
they had to give up two first round picks and a third round pick. So it's going to be even more. You probably get two first round picks and a second round pick for that number two pick. If you decide to keep Darnold, you trade down to like the eighth pick with the Carolina Panthers. You get pieces to invest in your roster. That's the, the whole argument, Chris, right? Because you say, do they have enough playmakers? No, they don't. Corey Davis is a good player. Keelan Cole is a good player. But they need to, if they can get another first round pick, they can spend that on a lineman. They can spend that on a receiver and then a running back in the third round. You know, there's other things they can do. And, and you know, they've Wilson got is no who slam they've dunk. Got. They've Wilson got who no, they got. Wilson is no is slam it, dunk. You know, last year would be laughable to think that he was the going to be the second quarterback drafted in, in the draft number two overall. I mean, he had 11 TDs and nine interceptions for BYU two years ago. So, so was this Josh is a relatively Josh small Josh sample like size. That. Everybody thought that It's Josh a relatively small sample size. And there's questions about Trey Lance. There's questions about Fields. You know, this is a very risky – it's it's just as risky. It's a tough situation to be in. But here's the thing. if you, all, all There's going to be teams calling for the number two pick. So you got to be sure that Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, or Fields is, is, there, is your guy. Even, you got to be sure. Because what if you trade back? They're sure. What if you, what if you even trade back to, like you, know, like you said, who's got eight, Carolina? If you trade with Here. Carolina, the quarterback class is deep. And if you guys could turn around and get maybe – Maybe you turn around and get seven, eight picks for that one pick. And but you, got, you guys this also year, have next to, year, you guys also have culture, to remember that next get all year, these young guys in here, stars, top ten picks, and you could get the yeah, Jets exactly. to finally start a good doing supporting something. cast. Because I don't so. think because it's not it's not like they could it's not like they're gonna dra- draft um Zach Wilson and win the division this year. No, they're the fourth but, best team in the division, even with Zach Wilson. But also, guys, one point you gotta remember is the class next year for quarterbacks is nothing compared to this class. So if the Jets don't, get, but how do we know somebody that? now? Yep, yeah, yeah, but th- but then you th- then you have a more talented team. Right. If that's the case, then you you go get and get a Fitzpatrick, or you know you go and get an Andy Dalton. Fitzpatrick, for a year and w- you wait it that's out. That's going backwards. That's going backwards. You need to take I'm a young. Saying, guy I'm just now. saying. I would prefer and that too, but new. I'm just saying Everything there's benefits. With the Jets, why would you? So wait, real quick. Darnold would, would be, be okay the only. Darnold would be the only person from the old Jets on this team. So you're going to have a whole what new culture. Like only person, not the only person. It, it, in in the main cast is what I'm trying to say. Not really. Their entire defensive line is intact from three years ago. They're, they're, I'm talking the about guys. new signings, coach. The whole culture is changing. So if you get a new quarterback and that fits the mold for what they're doing, and that's what's going to happen. I would agree, but I just, you know, I would, and I think that Joe Douglas is, is pretty good. I like what he does. He never, it's not, he always picks up the phone and answers and listens. And I think he'll listen to offers. And if he gets two first round picks, a second and a third for the second overall pick, and he get and he has to trade down to seven or eight. I mean, some teams have multiple that's picks. That's tempting. Too. That's not tempting. doing that. He will use right, that well, second we, pick. We got We got to finish this one up. We got um, we got to wrap this debate. question up. What do you think, Chris? This is why I let you guys go because I knew it would be more entertaining than me maybe arguing about how the Jets stink the whole time. But um, I think oh, it, it's tough because because I like both arguments here because I think because if Zach Wilson is who he's supposed to be, they should take Zach Wilson. But if there's any question at all on Zach Wilson, they should get out of the second pick, move down. There's so many quarterbacks in this draft. I agree. So I'm going to have to give Nick the win here. See, this is bullshit. 
it should be it, it, you got, we got to find you got to find a way to bridge the gap between your opinion and who brings better points and who talks about the argument better because if you're only going to I could I could mold my argument for what I think you're going to think Chris I could mold my argument to think what you're going to feel I, because I when I pick made, a winner I'm not always picking who I agree with but I'm, he picking made, who I'm, right. I'm not better picking who points. I agree I'm not necessarily picking he brought up the points other points though you just brought up the quarterback no, I also brought points. up the point that Joe Douglas is thinking about his job, and that's a very unique perspective. I'm just going to pat no, myself on the back. That's a unique perspective. That <laughs> no, I didn't, didn't, I didn't I'm sorry. say you were bad. Well, I said that too. I said it's a defining moment in his tenure. It's not like not it's for the look, Jets, for him and his kids and his family. Too. He's thinking that's about true. himself yeah. too. And if he gets you the pick wrong, so what if he's out? And if he trades Darnold, then he goes off for Carolina or something, then he's out as well. So I'm just saying that I brought all I'm saying is I brought a great thing to the table. All right. I'm just saying, though, that the bringing to the table, his family in the backyard and his life and his life insurance and his life is important to, to remember because people don't bring that up. But it's his job and he doesn't want to lose it anyway. We didn't want right, to lose so job. I'm up. Be taking the job as the Jets GM. So I'm up, and uh, for our so next it's, question, it's it's one to one to zero right now for the fans. For our next question, who besides the Nets can win the East? Uh, uh, Chris, have a seat on the couch, and you are taking on Matt. Who besides right, so the Nets who can besides win the, the Nets? East? Obviously, obviously now. It, it's it's going to be hard to pick against the Nets because they're not – but if they're healthy and KD's playing, I don't see any team in the East beating them. But for teams that could maybe surprise you, if the maybe if the Celtics get Andre Drummond, like they're talking about, he might go to them or the Lakers, that would be good because they got Tatum, Brown. They have, the, they have the pieces maybe not as powerful as – um, Brooklyn, obviously, but they have enough pieces to maybe in a in a seven game series, which is very, you know, what I mean, which is short to maybe keep up a little bit. Obviously, the easy one is Miami because they're stacked. They just got Old Depot. They got Jimmy Butler. They got Bam. Finally, who I'm, who I'm who on Brooklyn is guarding Bam? That's what if if they if Brooklyn runs into a team with a big man, they got. 35-year-old LaMarcus Aldridge and how old's Ray Griffin? 35 too. They got they're pretty old down low. DeAndre it's Jordan. Not like it's not like Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. What's DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan. Jordan keep keep keeping fact, time there, Nick. Keeping time. Fun, yes, it's, I am. Fun it's fact. Not, it's uh, not like they're uh, it's not like um, what's it called? It's not like Brooklyn is very young. My Miami could go in there like they did last year. Nobody expected Miami to um make a little run in the bubble. And obviously the, the other one is you, you, you can't go against um, Philly. Philly could win too. They got Embiid, Ben Simmons. All right. It's yep, tough. Yep. But I would That's... say, but if I had to pick one team, I'd say Miami. All right. All right. Good points there. Uh, fun fact for our listeners. Uh, fourth all-time field goal percentage is DeAndre Jordan. I'm sure many didn't realize that. <laughs> um, all-time. So I did know he was up there. All-time. Um, so, Matt, go ahead and, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Anybody else that, that you might think of what's that has a chance outside of the Heat? Do you agree with the Heat? Or, or do you think it's just the Nets have it locked up? Well, I mean, the Nets have it locked up. The Nets are going to uh, win the NBA I mean, Finals the Heat, this the year. The Heat right now but, are the, in the eighth seed. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that, um, first of all, hats off. I'm going to pick the Heat in this. I'm going to talk about another team too. But hats off to the Heat organization who has time after time 
uh, with Spolster kind of revamped um, their roster and revamped their good point. Yeah, revamped their whole theory around winning. Um, when LeBron leaves, when D Wade leaves, and suddenly they're in the NBA Finals last year. Jimmy Butler, who's a journeyman, who is a phenomenal player, but they surround him now with Old Depot is going to be playing great basketball because he's going to actually be playing for something. Bam Adebayo is a star now and star to be. He's going to keep getting better. Aldridge is the best interior shot maker in the league, I think, from the elbow. If he, we can look up the percentages on that, but the guy can score. Ooh. LaMarcus Aldridge. He's on the net. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I'm sorry about that. Um, in my mind for so long, he was going to be moved to Miami. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. But uh, Jimmy Butler. Bailizia. Oladipo Bailizia. Um, but, you know, I will have to say that um, one of these days, I don't think that uh, he's going to win when he's in uh, Milwaukee, but one of these days they're going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think they have enough pieces right now, but they could be a dark horse. Um, you know, they really need to play better on the perimeter and they need to just be better yeah, at Drew Holiday, games. right? Yeah, but I think they're a definite dark like horse. Holiday. But if I had to pick anybody, I'd pick Miami. And I'm sorry about that um, mistake with Mar- LaMarcus Aldridge. But I think right. that the, the core four there, you know, you got Oladipo, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and, uh, you know, Hero, who comes off the bench and sometimes starts, but is phenomenal. And the coach is, I think, him and Pop are the two yeah, they're best able coaches to keep in the most league. Of pieces. And yeah, my main I really point, like, they kept really all their like important team. pieces, too. That's all we got for you, though is Heat being able to uh, mold themselves when they lose and gain guys. They do that very well. All right. Yeah, I would agree. They have some good role players, too, and Duncan Robinson and Dragic. Um, so, Chris, you know, we mentioned the Heat um, briefly. Any other teams, though, on the east eastern side? I mean, no, no no, talk about Philly or no talk about, the, you know, the, uh, the team with the best player, I think, in the league on it, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. No talk about them. Do those guys have any shot this year? I, th- I I was saying in my I, I mentioned a few teams in the first one. I, I did mention Philadelphia because Philadelphia is absolutely loaded and they're finally putting it together underneath Doc Rivers. Like this is the team that the trust the process team that we've been supposed to see since they started drafting these guys. Doc Rivers is a great is, coach. Doc Rivers is phenomenal. He's a phenomenal coach and he got them buying in. So if Embiid is good, healthy playoff time MVP candidate, once again, nobody on the Nets can guard him. I don't care what you talk – who on the Nets is guarding Embiid. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you maybe answer that in your time. But I, obviously, like Nick said, the, that's why the question is who besides the Nets can win the East because the Nets – it would have been too easy to say who's going to win the East. It would have just been talking about the Nets for a minute. But Philly, they have Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. Don't they have Danny Green? They have Embiid. Danny Green. Who, who else? They have somebody else. They have somebody else. They have other pieces. Hey, Danny, Danny Green Seth, is a two-time Seth, champion, man. And, Se- and Seth Curry, who is shooting, and like, Seth I think Curry's the highest three-point yep, percentage Seth Curry. in the that's league. That's the name He's, I was – yeah. All right, that's all we – That's good pickup. But the, it's all the time we have. But to wrap up to wrap up here, Nick, I'm Philly. Philly's my other answer besides Miami. All right. So, you know, Matt, you went into the heat. I think you mentioned that. They're a little bit of you know, maybe a year away. They could go on a run, but they have a lot of ground to pick up now making, after making these additions because they're eighth in the East. 
So any other Dark Horse teams, you know, Chris brought up Philly. I don't know if you want to expand on them or any other teams that you really think could make a run in the playoffs and somehow surprise the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, honestly, um, I don't think that you said make a run. The New York Knicks are going to make a run in the playoffs. The New York Knicks could win uh, in the first round. Um, The New York Knicks could easily do that. um, And it's possible the way that they're playing. I don't think in any regard they're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But other than, um, you know, Milwaukee is my dark horse. Um, I do think the Bulls with that new trade uh, with uh, Vujicic, uh, Vukovic, however you pronounce his name, is, is a great addition. Um, and I think that uh, he's a dynamic center, my favorite center in the league. Um, but Chris, to, to go off of what you asked me, who's guarding um, Bam Adebayo, I don't think anybody really is other than DeAndre Jordan. But the reality is it's not going to matter. Um, they're going to score at will the nets and they're going to score more points. And in the way that this game is played right now, you score more points, you win the game. Um, but uh, to answer your that's question, Nick, cool. to wrap I mean, up, obviously 30 that's seconds how here. it's always going. You score more points, you win the game. That's any sport except for golf. My fault. But I think that, you know what I mean by that, but I think right <laughs> no, now <laughs> defense, yeah, defense is, is less abundant with these super teams that can score. But to wrap up my point, um, I think my it's dark health. horse it comes is, down to hell. Comes out to help, but my Miami is who, who I think will make a run. But my dark horse, honestly, is uh, Milwaukee because I just something about the 76ers, something's going to go wrong. Um, unfortunately, I think something's going to go wrong, but um, they definitely could do it. But I think that I still have my sights set on Miami. Eric Spolstra is a phenomenal coach. All right. All right. Yeah. Good points here. I, I might have to uh, uh, be a little uh, rooting for the. Philly, if they may go for a run, now that I'm in Bethlehem, PA, not an hour from Philly, just visited there. That might as well, that might as well be yesterday. Here you go. <laughs> now I'm still a San Antonio fan. But a uh, good argument here. Um, thank you guys both brought up some pretty, pretty intriguing points. Um, I will say that the Heat, um, you guys both mentioned the Heat and how deep, you know, some of the additions they've made, how deep they are. They can make a run. They had a great run last year. Um, and then Chris mentioned a little bit more on that. She goes back to a bubble again. You never know. <clears throat> yep. Chris mentioned Philly bubble hero and the ability, uh, you know, the shooters that they have, you know, and being the MVP, a very high MVP candidate. I think he's Arden's the MVP. I, I think he's, you know, number one in, at this point, but it's close. Um, so I think you have to go with Chris on this one. Very, very close. Uh, sorry, Matt. You know, it, it's just that he brought up a team that I think could really, um, could could uh, surprise the uh, the Nets in six or seven. So uh, you know, based on what he said there about how deep they are, Embiid, and all those players, and Doc Rivers as a coach, I think if they buy in, they can really this, they, this can be their year. All right, so ridiculous. Chris, you're going to be taking a uh, or doing the the question here. All right, so since I won that one, it is now two to one to zero in favor of me, Nick. And then Matt at zero. Have you um, put yourself on the couch, Chris? I have not put myself on the couch uh, yet either. Oh, no, I did put myself. Did I put myself on the couch? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think I did. Because I think you just put me on the couch. Yeah, I, I haven't put myself on the couch yet. Exactly. Um, okay. So, yeah, because I put you guys on. Okay. No, I did not put myself on the couch yet. So going into this question, I think I'm going to do what is your favorite NBA trade 
at the deadline and why. And I think I'm going to go against Nick here, and I'm going to go first. Okay. Okay. Okay, so Matt, let me know when. I get to pick who goes first. I'm the moderator. No, I I picked the question. I don't think so. No, it's the person that picked the question. It's the person that picks the question. You're you're just out. You're I'm the moderator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just get pushed to the moderator because you're not on the couch in this situation. All right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm gonna go first. So Matt, please let me know when my time is. If you want to repeat the question again or whatever you got. So the question. Oh, you want me to repeat it? Uh, it is favorite NBA. What's your favorite, yeah. Trade? What What was your favorite NBA deadline trade, and why? Chris, your minute starts now. Okay. I, the obvious ones, the obvious answers that are going to touch the hearts. It's going to be Miami with Oladipo. It's going to be the Chicago moves were fantastic. They're a young, up and coming team. Orlando just gave everybody away. It seems like where did Aaron Gordon went to the net to the Nuggets? That was a great move, and obviously the little. Obviously, we don't got to talk about the buyouts and stuff like that because that's not technically a trade. But my my um fa- the question is, what is your favorite trade? My favorite trade is Rondo to the Clippers. The Clippers have a point guard now. They have so- a leader, somebody that's been to the finals besides Kawhi because Kawhi is a great player, but he's not a leader. He didn't have to lead in, ter- in Toronto. They had Lowry. He didn't have to lead. And now Rondo is coming in there, just won a championship with the Lakers, won with the Celtics in 08. He's been there, been around, always plays, brings a level up in the playoffs. Playoff Rondo is the nickname. Best NBA deadline move is Rondo to the Clippers. Good points bringing up about Rondo, Chris. Um, you know, I, I am not, you know, sold on, on Rondo. I just think that, um, at some point he's not going to fit with uh, a group of people. And I think, you know, all, age has something to do with it, but I do think that a leader uh, can always help a team. That's why Chris Paul does well, wherever he goes. Um, yeah, so Nick, uh, your point on. Uh, it's funny you brought up Chris Paul because of the videos that's going around with, Hey, you're Chris Paul. Hey, you're Chris Paul. That's <laughs> yeah, a great video. And it makes me laugh really hard. Um, yeah, and I guess, I don't know, I just wasn't a fan of, of, you know, playoff Rondo, you know, against the Rockets uh, last year. So, um, but Nick, uh, to Chris's point, would you like to touch on the impact of essentially sending, you know, two kind of similar players? Um, yes, one has more pedigree and one's won more championships, but I look at them as very similar players. I don't think that Lou Williams has as much of a leadership uh, role. But um, in terms of the roles that they play on a team outside of a locker room leadership role, I want to touch on what your feelings are about that trade and how it enhances the, um, the Clippers. And um, maybe if uh, it, it, it's unfortunate for Lou Williams, if you want to touch on that going to the Hawks, because I don't really know what they got going there. But if you have another trade, um, Chris mentioned the Aaron Gordon trade, which I personally think is a huge move. It really enhances the, net, uh, the Nuggets. So do you want to uh, touch on the Rondo trade and if you have any feelings about any of the other big time names? Yeah. And so um, I would say that I, I like the trade overall. Um, I think they lose a little bit of their depth, their scoring depth. 
by trading away Lou Williams, but it hasn't worked thus far. I mean, he's the sixth man of the year, a couple years in a row, or, or you know, not in a row, but he's, he's one in a couple of years. Also, and right, also, neither Rondo, of them are young. Rondo, also, though, has that playoff experience, right? We've seen him do it time and time again. Many different teams, Boston, um, you know, L.A., uh, Lakers, now, now the Clippers. You know, you get, you get a true game manager, a true point guard that, you know, he's one of the old school point guards. One of, you know, I, when I'm growing up, I, I always thought that there could have been more to Rondo's game but, when he played with the Celtics. But seeing him now compared to other, you know, true scoring point guards, I just think what he does, he does so well. So I really like that trade. But I got to really, I do have to go with, I really like the trade. Um, you know, the magic trading Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark will rather I like Denver's side of it, only giving up Gary Harris, RJ Hampton and a, and a draft pick or two. Um, Aaron Gordon, I've always really liked. And I think he's going to really elevate this team. They now have. Um, they now have Porter Jr. Him. Um, they have, uh, you know, obviously uh, Jokic. They have a really, really good, um, you know, front court now. And I think this is going to unlock. Aaron Gordon's still, I think, 23, 24 years old. I mean, I, I think he's really underrated player, and I'm glad that he's out of this situation now in Orlando, and I think he's going to be rejuvenated, and they're going to make a run to the Western Conference Finals, I think. Wow. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, if I had to answer on this one, my favorite trade was that, was that Aaron Gordon trade. I'm a huge fan of him, and I just think that his firepower uh, at the rim – mixed with Jokic's not only firepower, but assist ability and, and kind of court management and court vision. It's going to be pretty scary. And yes, you know, Murray has not shown up the way that he did in the bubble. You know, we're still looking for that from him. We're still looking from hero uh, to, from, we're still looking for that from hero as well. Um, That's why these yeah, teams are making moves. Yeah. But, you know, I really think that Aaron Gordon has unlocked smart, smart potential. Organization. Yeah, unlocked potential, and he's a phenomenal player. I love him. Um, and I, I just – if you wanted to touch a little bit, uh, Chris, for your 30-second rebuttal on um, maybe the impact of uh, Aaron Gordon or other trades that kind of will send a team farther than, they, than the ceiling that was established before these moves. Um, I know you mentioned, you know, Rondo enhancing the Clippers, but yeah. the Clippers were already there. So a team that kind of pushes a team higher in the seating, you got 30 seconds. Oh, obviously, obviously the Heat got the, the, the Heat, or the, we were just talking about before, they're the eighth seed in the East. They just acquired a, a what is he, a two or three time All Star in Oladipo, averages 20 plus points per game. And it, when he's like healthy, um, and they didn't give up anything for him. Who'd they give up? Kelly Olinick. They're not missing much by giving up Kelly Olinick. And they got Victor Oladipo, who's an all-star. They get, the, they get the plug in at the two, could start right away, and he's going to bring 20 points per game to the Heat. And I think they're going to elevate up to a top, at least a top five team in the East before the playoffs start. Yeah, I agree with that, Chris. I think that a lot of focus now is on the Heat, not only because they did so well in the bubble, they're lower in the seating, and now they've made a move. So clearly it's trying to get back to some sort of rhythm where they're a contender. Um at least in the East, because unfortunately, like we talked about prior, I don't know if the Nets are healthy, if anyone's really a contender to come out of the East. Um, but Nick, um, same sort of question. If you want to touch on, um, I want to hear from you um, if you agree with the, the Heat, but if there's just another team that you feel maybe possibly the Bulls, that this 
trade um, or these trades or a specific trade has elevated the ceiling for a team this season um, in terms of their potential in the playoffs? Yes, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth with the Bulls. Uh, I've always been a big fan of uh, Nikola Vucevic. And, uh, you know, they were very not so good at center. They had Wendell Carter Jr. and uh, Thaddeus Young. And now they have one of the best bigs in the game, right? Pair that. I think he is the best. Zach, you pair that with Zach Levine. Um, you know, they also got uh, Daniel Theis, which was a very, you know, low-key move that I, I I didn't really, I you know. So now they add him some depth there. At, um you know, at he the was on. Position. Wait, Nick, was he on the Celtics? That he was on. The, oh wow, I didn't. I mm-hmm, don't remember mm-hmm. that that happened. Keep going. So I just. Uh, um, they also added Al Freak Aminu, who's a very underrated player from from Orlando too. He wasn't just a throw-in guy. I mean, they traded Otto Porter Jr., which I like him, but he's been largely inconsistent. So now you have two guys. You know, if you can make a run, get into the you know six, seven seed in the playoffs. Uh, depending upon the matchups, they could make a little bit of a, you know, I could see them upsetting someone. Uh, I could see them, up, you know, upsetting a, um, a four seed or something like that. So I'll wrap it up, Nick. I'm not, I just really like the move. I think it's going to elevate Zach Levine's game. And um, I think uh, it's going to attract some free agents next year as well. They got him for two years, which is huge. Yeah. I think, contract. you know, you guys really, I mean, this brought up some great points, both of you. I mean, I, I could find my way into uh, both of your arguments. Um, I really liked uh, Chris's uh, point about Rondo, even though I don't like Rondo that much. And that's what makes the show so good that, you know, Chris brought up a point that I really, you know, think is important and I don't necessarily agree with. Um, Nick uh, bringing up uh, the, the Aaron Gordon trade um, and also uh, mentioning the Bulls and mentioning, um, you know, the moves that they made and reminding me about Feist and, you know, reminding me about uh, Vujicic's ability. And also, I don't know if you mentioned this, I think you did how it can possibly elevate Zach Levine's game. Um, I think that was a dark horse um, and uh, strategically a little bit here. So we don't end the game and I can extend my, you know, my, my chances here because Chris has two wins right now. Am I correct? Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Chris, you can't whoa, make whoa. a decision just Chris, on that. You, just have, you didn't even, you didn't even bring up a, a wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I just want to say in, in your little, you didn't even mention I brought up the heat. Like, I feel like it's a little disrespectful that you yeah, went at yeah, every point you, Nick brought up. You, you did mention, no, but I mentioned Rondo. Like, come was on, big, man. Give no, me a chance. Listen, Ron, Rondo was your yeah. big point and I mentioned Rondo and that and I also mentioned how I respected yeah. how how much it I made talked about him. The bull the bulls weren't Nick's first point though. Come on man. You at least gotta you're talking about fair and the other one and you're kind of just going into come on we both brought up good points. No, no Chris I, no, I, I mentioned no, Rondo you know because no, no, not, I mentioned Rondo because I'm not I saying Nick's points were bad. I'm point. like, that was your strongest point and I I, I, I also no that was your strongest that was your strongest point. And I, and I was mentioning it because it was something I didn't agree with that I think is a great point. Um, but so, Miami, I also agree with, and we had touched on it earlier. So that's why I was highlighting maybe a, a point that Nick brought up that we hadn't talked about earlier on the podcast, but Chris has two wins right now. Nick uh, has that went, one that win. went into his decision and I'm going, I'm going with Nick here. Um, uh, partly Good because choice. it was, it was a little bit of a draw and I also want to extend the game a little bit. I'm going to be honest with the fans. Good choice, I'm, getting, good I'm, getting, I'm getting tired of losing, and uh, I got I got to play my own uh, strategy here as well. Just, so just, great just, points. Just remember, great, that, great just remember this: if it comes down between you and Nick in the finals, oh uh, yeah, all right. 
So, no, seriously, guys, I think if our listeners uh, can attest, I think that was great conversation. And I think uh, we're we're really hitting on some good topics here that we're passionate about this week and we know a lot about. So great, great, great conversation, guys. So for mine, I'm going to put myself on the couch. I'm going to use my uh, my one time. And I'm going to say, you know, who are, uh, so who are the favorites to win the Western Conference? That's the question. I'm going to put um, I'm going to put Matt on the couch um, for who who are the favorites to win the Western Conference, in your opinion? Uh, doesn't necessarily mean need to be like you know what are the odds? Uh, what are the, what what are the actual odds? You know what you think who are the favorites in your opinion so matt uh go ahead minute on the couch chris can you keep score keep time and here we go this is where i this is where i don't see the couch again and nick probably so, wins the episode so, so the congrats, so the, the the question is who is going to be there or who's going to win so who who is the who are the favorites in the western, to win? Conference. The western conference to win so, the western conference um well i'll talk yeah I'll talk. Who's yeah, the, yeah. Who, who are the favorites who, who's going first so Matt's I can get, first. get this going. Who, all right, all right. Who so, are the favorites so Matt, to win the Western Conference? Who's right, the Chris, that was your question. To win, yeah, who's the favorites to win the Western Conference, Matt? Your your minute starts. Honestly, I'm going to go with uh, my pick. My my gut feeling here that I've been feeling for a while, but I'm going to go with the Utah Jazz. Uh, they've been consistently healthy. Um, it's a bit ironic because of you know the whole Gobert situation being the poster child for spreading the virus last year. Um, but they're playing really well. Donovan Mitchell is a, you know, future MVP, in my opinion, he's playing like one. He's also going to get votes this year. By no means am I saying he's going to you know, win, but he will get votes and that matters for something. Um, but, you know, I also think that you got to look at the fact that they are hitting the most threes per game, 16.9 threes made per game. That's number one. They're second and three point percentage at 39.6. The Clippers are one Chris at 41.6, even though I, think the Clippers are trash but um, I think the Jazz with uh, Gobert and Mitchell with what they can do together the firepower how they're playing um, I think that they are in a position right now to make it to the Western Conference Finals and possibly even uh, move on to the to the finals I think that they have a lot of firepower they're playing the best basketball in the league right now in terms of consistency three-pointers which is the biggest part of the game right now I don't care if you don't want to admit it Um, my pick is the Utah Jazz coming out of the West but all right, so so Matt, I just want to get into something that I wouldn't have won the episode if you picked me to win last time. It because it because you had don't have it to win yet, but now oh, you have two could, wins. Could almost win. You have two. No, wins. no, I'm saying yeah, but Nick could have still won the last two questions and won, and it would have went to OT. No, so. you but you have two wins right now. Oh, yeah, oh, no, I thought we were on Nick our topic here. Let's if go. I picked oh, you, I you would have won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but the Jazz aren't winning the West, so I don't know why you even wasted my minute there. I'm sorry to be disrespectful here, but you were being disrespectful before. I'm the moderator here, so the Jazz are not winning the West. So, Nick, if you want to actually give me a team that could win the West in your 60 seconds, come on. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go with another dark horse, and that is the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets, like we just talked about, they added Aaron Gordon. Uh, you know, they added some some good pieces now they have a really good, a really deep, um, you know, front court. They're number, they're number four in assists, right? That they're, you know, third overall in field goal percentage. I mean, they 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 do everything right. The three point three pointers made. They're um, 
let's see, a three-point percentage, rather. They're uh, six overall. So I just really think this team is, is extremely deep. You know, they got uh, Jokic, obviously. Um, they got, you know, Kevin Porter Jr., who's a rising stud. I think he's going to be very, very good. Uh, Aaron Gordon now coming off the bench, real good player. They got guard play with Monte Morris, with Murray. Um, and they didn't really lose much. But I like Gary Harris, but, you know, they didn't lose much losing him. And so they got very good defenders. They're well coached. Um, I think this could be the year that the West is, is a little bit more open. And the Jazz are, are there. They've been playing great team basketball as well. Um, but you look at a team with the height of Denver, with the length of Denver, I just don't – I think that they really could surprise some people. And they've been close every year. And yeah, Denver be has year. been very close every year. You have to Nick, admit that. Nick, you, Nick, you disappointed me again because I thought I thought you would be the smart one and pick the team that's actually going to win the West, which is the Los Angeles Lakers, because LeBron and AD will be back for the playoffs. AD on one on, leg? That's, that's better than fucking Aaron Gordon. Like, come on, man. Like I get it. It's like it's cool, the, but the Nuggets are fourth in scoring. The Nuggets are fourth in scoring. Losing. Okay. It's your last point, Chris. Uh, Nick could have put, put you on the couch here. Yeah, you could have put me on the couch. Yeah, it's all saying. field goal percentage. So but I'm like I get, but okay. So, so let's let's get back. Let's get back to the rebuttal. Like, Seventh I get the Jazz are the one seed, but we know the Jazz aren't going to the finals. Come on. The Nuggets probably – we see it every time. The Nuggets are close, but they won't get to the finals. We know this every time. Maybe so, can we get it to the Because you guys mentioned all these teams. You didn't men- – nobody mentioned the Suns, who are playing phenomenal right now. Nobody mentioned the Lakers. If Nobody even talked about the Lakers if LeBron and AD are healthy. And nobody brought up the Clippers, who I believe are three teams that could beat both of those teams that you guys Crash. brought up. So, maybe going into that. Can we can we talk maybe a little bit more, or maybe you could try to persuade me a little more on why your team will win in this thirty seconds? I mean, here's the thing: like, I think the easy pick is the Lakers, but unfortunately, they're at what zero and four. Uh, I don't know if they probably oh, yeah zero and four when LeBron they won, didn't they play. Won. I think they won a game. They, yeah, they won a game. They won last night. They won last night, but they I think they were zero and four. Um, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. When LeBron was out initially, and here's the thing: you have to remember. No one wants to see what happened to KD happen again to anybody else. After that, everyone's going to deal with Achilles injuries in the playoffs and the finals much differently. If AD goes out now, he's out for the finals this year and all of next year's season and potential playoffs and finals. And then LeBron's 38 years old. They're going to be really wary of that. LeBron will come back and look at what the Nets are doing there. They have a super team just to beat LeBron, but LeBron can get it done. Always. He can always get it done. However, if he doesn't have a supporting cast against teams that are really balling out, he could lose. I mean, he could lose. We, we saw him lose the year after he won it in, in Cleveland. He could lose. He won one game, I think, in that finals. So, so it, it's one or two games. But And I also think that the Clippers are not going to get it done. I'm sorry. No matter who they have, they're not going to get it done. All right. So, Nick, maybe if you want to go into more of opinion, more on just – instead of just talking about how the – Lakers injuries and the supporting cast are going to affect the Lakers to who is maybe another team that could win the, the West or whatever your point is. I don't really, I don't want to, pers- I'm trying, I'm trying not to persuade it, but it's kind of hard in the rebuttal to kind of ask a yeah. question. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, if you, so if you want to go for maybe 30 seconds on something else you wanted to talk about or maybe go more off of Matt's points or well, whatever you want well, to do. 
you know, I like Matt's points about the Lakers. You know, it, it's going to come down to, and I know you, you preach it, Chris, you know, health, what team's the most healthy. And I don't think that the Lakers are all, you know, are extremely deep. They're, they're, they have a very good starting, you know, starting five and a good, good, you know, maybe six through seven. But after that, it becomes a little skimpy and, you know, so it's all going to depend on if they can stay healthy. If they can never doubt out LeBron, but, I'll talk a little bit about the Clippers because I've liked I don't think that, you know, they're their favorites, but I like what they've done this year. You know, some of the pieces they've added in Kennard, Terrence Mann playing really well, Batum, they're very deep. And now they add Rajon Rondo, a true game manager, um, to complement the, the, the scoring of Kawhi, um, of George and Abaka. So, you know, they, they have who? at every position, they have a, a lot. Paul, Paul George and Ibaka. I mean, every position they're extremely deep, right? They've they've got players who can play. I mean, it's it's as simple as that. So all George is trash. When it comes when it comes to the Come playoffs, on, you know, with injuries and staying healthy, you playoff, know, they, they lose one guy. It's it's you know, Marcus Morris is up. They lose, you know, um, Rajon Rondo, Patrick Beverly's up. So they got a deep team, and I think if they can, you know, really anchor down defensively um, and truly control control the game a little bit more with Rajon. Um, I think it's going to work out well for them. So. so now you guys are putting me in this tough situation where either I got to pick Nick to win and then me and Matt will be on the couch or I pick Matt to win. And I don't even have a chance to get on the couch if Matt Does wins. Nick have two wins right now? Nick has two wins. So, be, so, three so would I would win. have to win the last and you, one. You, you've, used your, you've used your – Three won't win. You use you use your own. I did too. Yeah. So it's kind of. Well, who do you think won? Once again, (laughs) once again, the Matt. Once again, the Maddens have put me in a spot where I can't win the show because they're afraid to go. You got to go with who you think won. Well, you can play my card. Be strategic. Go with me and extend the game. All right. So after those, after the tough, tough um debate here, I'm I'm gonna go with Matt. So Matt, if you want to go into win. what the, the rules are going to be for here on out with the show, yeah. So um, where we're at now is so for the win. So Nick's got two wins, Chris has two wins, and I have one win. So that brings up five questions. We have one question left. So we want to get to all six questions each week, no matter what. So in an instance where Chris, if he were had picked Nick to be the winner there, Nick would have three wins. Chris would have two. I would have zero and we, we would have one question left. So if Chris was on the couch for the next question and he ended up winning, then that's three and three. We'd go to overtime and then it would have, it would make it four to, to win. We're going to get to all six questions each week, no matter what. Um, we just wanted to throw that out there for how it's going to be structured um, moving forward. Uh, so the episode wouldn't end when Nick got to that third win, if we had questions left, we'd still finish off. So we get time to talk about it. Um, all right. So last question that we have. Um, so Nick with two, Chris with two, me with one is going to be right now. Who is in your final four in the NCA men's basketball March Madness tournament? Oh, yeah, you kind of have to put yourself on the couch here because uh, yeah, you have to try to e- win. Exactly. And I'm not putting, and I am, uh, you know, putting myself on the couch because if we're all at two, 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 then we're, we're all going to just talk about uh, the last topic together. Um, and it will be a draw. So, uh, myself on the couch here and I'm going to put uh, Nick on the couch with me. 
And Chris, if you wouldn't mind uh, keeping time here. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first. What are your new picks okay. um, for the final four? I'm going to give you guys – I'm going to give you guys a minute and a half here, 90 seconds, because yeah, um, it's four. You got to go into four teams. So starting now. All right. Um, I think my final four, um, it's only been adjusted a bit, but I think my final four is Houston, Michigan, Baylor, and Gonzaga. You know, I think Houston's playing phenomenal basketball right now. They're big strong, uh, great interior passing. They score around the basket, and I think that's key in this tournament. Um, they have to work a bit more on free throws, but overall I think, um, you know, they be, they will beat, you know, Oregon State in advance to the Final Four. Um, you know, Michigan uh, I think is going to get through Alabama. You know, I had Alabama beating them, um, you know, in some brackets, but I think it's going to be uh, those four teams, Baylor, um, is going to make, you know, such such a run. They're going to con- continue to win. I think Gonzaga is the national champion. But those four teams, I think, have played the best basketball in this tournament so far. Um, and, you know, I think Alabama shoots the lights out, um, but Michigan is a better coach, and, and, and I think they'll win the game, you know, if it comes to that. Um, but, yeah, Gonzaga is my national champion, um, and Houston has an easy road there with Oregon State, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, those are my four strong final four teams. Uh, Michigan's Phenomenally coached, so is Baylor, and Gonzaga has the most talent. And Houston's that team that has kind of an easier road, and they're on a winning you you know, streak. Sure, and a run. Are you sure that um, Oregon State is going to be such an easy matchup? Because they, Aren't they the ones that be, they beat Oklahoma State? They beat who's supposed to be the number one pick, so it can't be that easy of a draw. And they I mean, I don't know, man. Tournament. I, I look at how that, well Oral Roberts played the other day, or yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Roberts yeah. played phenomenal yesterday. That game was did. right down to the wire. They did. I just so think that I think anything's possible at this point. They did, and Oregon State's a great team. I just I, I don't see them losing to this strong, strong Houston team. Okay. I'm talking strong overall in terms of ability. No, I get. I know you're physically saying. strong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and, and, but what, and, to, and it's a good go point. To, what's your, what, can you just put up your what? What was your four again before we go into Nick? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, it is Houston, Michigan, Baylor, and Gonzaga. Okay. All right. So, Nick, maybe if you want to go into your final four, if you have you kind of agree with Matt or if you have maybe a different take on some of these games. Yeah, I, I agree with him on some of it. Like, like I said, you know, his national champion being Gonzaga, that's an easy pick. I don't think they'll win at all, but I think they will have no problem getting there. Um, they will be, in, they'll be, will be in the final four. Um, Baylor's going to beat them. They will be in the final four, um, but I think they're actually going to be met by. Um, so in the final four, um, they will be met by a- Alabama, is my opinion. Um, wow. So they'll play Alabama. Uh, Alabama shooting the lights out. I mean, their they're two best players just hit uh, nine threes between the two of them. I mean, they, they play really good defense. Um, they, I just think that, yes, they have a tough draw versus Michigan or even Florida State. Um, you know, with Hunter Dickinson and company on Michigan, but I just think that they shoot the lights out. They're very good. Uh, Baylor has been the best team in the country, I think, all all of the year. Um, You know, they're just, they they shoot very well, very deep team, Um, the best guards in the country. Uh, Look at Gonzaga, though. Corey Kispert's a, you know, phenomenal player. 
Suggs is a great player, great defensively, very good, um, you know, running the floor. Um, and then you look at a team, uh, Five Slam Jamma coming back first time since that team. Houston, they just dismantled Syracuse, made the 2-3 zone look like it was nothing. Um, you know, Quentin Grimes scoring 14 points, and the defense looked really, really scary. I don't think they'll have any trouble getting past um, Oregon State. I think they're a bit overrated. Uh, they've been on a very good run, but it's coming to an end soon. Uh, so Baylor will be playing Houston uh, ultimately. Um, but I do really so think Nick, that um, this Alabama team is going to be tough to beat, and Gonzaga is going to have their hands full. So, Nick, with, wrapping um, up here, what, what, what are your four – like what what was your four that you're gonna go with? Gonzaga versus Alabama and uh you know Houston versus um Baylor. Baylor, yep, sorry. Okay, so pretty so three so what three out of the four are similar? You guys yeah, agree we're, on Michigan. Michigan and, and Alabama is the one that um that's gonna be a tight game, but Should Nick be. chooses Alabama, I choose Michigan. Should be good. I had Michigan in my finals to start, but I had them losing to Oklahoma State, which was a terrible choice. Because <laughs> I should know that Big Twelve teams lo- like to lose early on in the tournament, but we won't. Get all right, that. Chris. Big Twelve team could win it all still. So Gonzaga's in the Big Twelve. Baylor. No, I was kidding. Uh, it was a joke. Uh, uh, <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> all right. So what do you feel? Okay, so a rebuttal. You've got what more. you need. So should we – I think – so what do you guys feel? Do you guys feel like you have some more to go into in your 30 seconds? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll take 30 seconds. Okay, so, so, so yeah. Matt, I'll, I'll give you your 30 seconds here if you got maybe a little more to persuade me on why. I guess more of the Mich- – maybe go more with the Michigan-Alabama because the other yeah. three are kind of similar, you know what I mean? Maybe persuade me on why that is the um, choice I- for the Final Four. I think a lot comes down to coaching, you know, in, in these games. And I think that they are uh, superbly coached. I, I think he brings in and takes out guys, subs them in and out at, at the right pace. He knows when guys are hot. He knows when guys need, need a break. Um, and I think he uses timeouts very well in the, in the times that I've seen him um, win games. Um, and this guy's a winner. You know, he was part of the Fab Five. Um, I think that it's going to come down to coaching and Alabama shoots the lights out, but I think coaches win the day in this matchup and he's the better coach. I, I do agree in college. It does a lot of time come down to who is the best coach left in the tournament. Obviously maybe not as much because some would argue it was probably Jim Beheim up until he lost last night. So um, maybe going into that again. Yeah, so Juwan Howard is great. Yeah, yep. So, Nick, maybe why would Alabama – is Alabama at a disadvantage with the coaching matchup, or how do you feel about Alabama's coach maybe? Or if that's going to, like, take you off of what you were going to talk about, maybe going to something else there. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Nate Oates is a, is, a, is a good coach. I think that he's a good player. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not a good player. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a younger, um, you know, coach, but I think that he's got all the tools. I think he's a, he's a player's coach. He's a motivator. And, uh, you know, when I look at the, this Alabama team, they can shoot the lights out and play defense. I mean, they just scored 96 points. I, I mean, these, these two, these two kids, uh, that's insane. Syracuse scored not, 46 last night or something. That's yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. Petty, Petty Jr. Had four threes. Shackleford had five threes and they, they're, they're not slowing down. I mean, they got great guard play. 
They also have um, some decent, you know, I mean, I mean, they have some decent big men. I don't know how well they match up against Hunter Dickinson, um, but they could play. Um, you know, they got they got some bigger guys, six uh, eight senior Herbert Jones. Um, you know, and they got that guy, um, a younger guy, uh, Juwan Gary. He's pretty good. He's played pretty good recently. So, um, you know, it's going to come down to who controls the speed of the game. If they can run their 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 style of offense, you know, running and gunning Alabama, then I think they're going to win and sneak into the Final Four. Um, and uh, then I, I do have to say, I really like my 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 Cougars pick. They're playing great team basketball. Um, like them, Gonzaga. We've talked long we thirty over seconds again there, about moderator. Um, but then Baylor, Big Twelve, best team in the Big Twelve, best team in the conference in the uh, you know best conference in the league. Gotten still, in my opinion, even though we only have one guy, right, one Nick, team. All right, Nick. I, I let, but uh, I let great, you guard play, you gonna, great guard play. Great guard play. Like Kenny the Jet says. Like Kenny the Jet says. Great guard play wins Jeez. games. You're going to make you. I might have to go with Matt here just because you went on for about four minutes on your 30 second rebuttal. <laughs> I don't know if that was four minutes. I don't, I don't know if that's cheating or not. Or <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were a Jets fan, not a Pats fan over here. Whoa. <laughs> but um, what do you so, think, moderator? It's, it's tough because maybe I, I like. Michigan, I like how well they're co- – Matt brought up some great points in the coaching. Nick brought up – because maybe Alabama isn't as, as like, established of a coach necessarily. Michigan seems to always be there. Alabama, you don't think of as a basketball school necessarily, and I'm surprised that they're even doing so good this year because normally their bas- – has their basketball team ever been in the Final Four? I don't have think any so. Ooh, ooh. so. Alabama. Alabama. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I don't think. So. I don't think Alabama's ever been in the final. Exactly. I don't think Alabama's ever been in the final four. And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry to Alabama fans for being wrong. But uh, I hate when you guys put me in this situation because obviously I want to go with how I feel with the Michigan, and I want to go with. The, the, the way that would put extend the show and give me a chance to win. But here I'm going to have to go with Nick because he brought up points that I wasn't even thinking of when it came down to the Alabama and their shooters and how they've been playing. And it's obvious it's easier to go with the favorites with all one seeds in the championship. I'm sure yeah, Michigan's yeah. a one seed, Gonzaga's a one seed, Gonzaga's undefeated. And Chris, this so, will be their first Final Four appearance. Alabama, I just got that back. Like, okay, so this will be Nick's wow. third win of the season. Jeez, Nick! Wow, three and for li- to two wins, and Matt still has no wins. So I'm not yeah. sure if I'm, the debate is out on if Matt is ever going to get a win. <laughs> for our uh, he's, listeners, he gets pretty the, frustrated. Uh, Alabama basketball uh, was in the Elite Eight in 2004, but they've yep. never made it to the Final Four till now. Almost Correct. 20 years ago, I wouldn't, I wouldn't remember that. Um, but, um, but yeah, great so win. Nick, maybe, maybe some word on your win before, before we kind of get in to wrap it up, and I'll, maybe I'll shout some people out, like last yeah. week. Yeah, great win. Great win. Uh, appreciate, appreciate it, guys. Good spirited debate this week. Um, we're going to be back next I feel like week. It's one of our talk- best episodes. Yeah, we're gonna be back. I would agree. We're back next week um, to uh, to talk uh, a little bit more about uh, the final four. Will be just about set at that point. 
point. So we'll talk about that, what our predictions are there and some other things. Um, but obviously take a look at, you know, the NBA is heating up, but we really have to talk, we have to tell you to watch uh, the next round of games here. Next round of the Sweet 16 this Sunday and then into the Elite Eight this week. Definitely tune in um, and, uh, you know, comment, subscribe, so you know, yeah, and, and, and great check out our podcast. Great basketball today. Creighton, Gonzaga, Florida State, Michigan, UCLA, Alabama, and Oregon and USC. Gonna be and some great and games. I, I just watched the uh, Five Slamma Gemma documentary with uh, Tom Crone. Give him a shout out. Go Cougars. Hopefully I'm right about them going to the final four. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Matt, uh, anything you got? Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we appreciate it. This episode, you know, went a little uh, long, but I think we we're having some good spirited debates. Um, you know, things got a little heated. I'm still looking for my first win. Uh, I'll try to try to, to calm three, it down. To our but... three listeners out there, <laughs> you know, doesn't I don't think they really care how long it gets because they I, I don't think anybody even makes it this far. And if you do, maybe hit me up and tell me you yeah. this far. Because <laughs> that would be yeah, pretty Chris. cool to know that some some people are listening to the full episodes. But as as we're wrapping up here, I'll get into it. Follow us on the social media, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Facebook, every we're pretty much everywhere. We're on the Apple Podcast, we're on all the podcasts, Spotify, everything but SoundCloud because apparently that costs money, even though everything else is free. But we won't <laughs> get get into politics on this show. Yeah, but um, I want to I want to shout out all the West Virginia fans for thinking they were going to beat Syracuse. Dick. I want to shout out Nick Madden. I want to shout out um, Duffy, who was on the show, giving us. I'm pretty sure he picked them as the champion in one of his brackets. But um yeah, but as closing closing the show, I'll, I'll I'll shout out the well. There's some more West Virginia fans too. We could shout out, isn't? Aren't all your little buddies in that uh in our yeah? Fuck off. That's all the time Bird. we have all right. today, guys. Bird. All right, that's all we have today, guys. Thanks again. We haven't shouted out Verge yet, man. Always trying to sneak shout in trades. Verge. Gave me the win that year. And we'll shout out to the podcast listeners, um, Mike Madden, and I know Greg Horn listens every week too. So shout out to you guys for being loyal. I'm sure hopefully Duffy listens because we had him on. But on the next week, guys.